Content note, this episode discusses domestic violence and LGBTQI plus discrimination. If you or anyone you know needs assistance, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14 and LGBTQI plus service Better Pride is also available to call on 1-800-531-919. Oh my God. Oh my God. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I am so excited because this episode I am chatting to the Married at First Sight star that you have all been dying to hear from and begging me to get on the show for a very long time. The one and only Liam Cooper. This is actually Liam's first interview since the show ended and the first interview he's done that has not been under the watchful eye of Channel 9 and producers. So I am so excited to hear what he has to say unfiltered. We were first introduced to Liam when he entered Married at First Sight season 8 as an intruder who married his now ex-wife Georgia Fairweather, making history as the show's first ever bisexual groom. It was so incredible and such a great move by the network to finally provide some much needed diversity and queer representation on our commercial shows. Praise be. However, from the onset, Liam's sexuality became a defining factor for his characterization and a focal point for his journey on the show. In fact, it was his only focal point. Not to mention, he sadly became a target for mistreatment, discrimination and abuse from his co-stars. We have all seen that infamous video by now, which we will cover during this interview. Liam managed to deal with the whole effed up situation with his head held high, refusing to let his story be swept under the rug or to remain silent about LGBTQI issues and he's become an incredibly positive role model and much needed voice for the queer community. During our chat, Liam explains how he ended up on Australia's biggest and most notorious reality TV dating show, Married at First Sight, and what led him to apply. He opens up about his difficult and heartbreaking upbringing and shares his extraordinary coming out story that will leave you speechless. Liam spills the tea on everything that happened during filming, including why he made those harsh comments to Georgia, the brutal fights they had off camera, and a number of wedding day and honeymoon truth bombs. Liam reveals George's mum's bizarre involvement in their relationship, including the secret plan she had for him and Georgia after the show, in what can only be described as an attempt to be <laughs> Australia's next Kris Jenner. And the horrible threats of violence George's brother made to him. He also opens up about his sexuality, how producers mistreated him on the show because of it, and what it was like proudly flying the rainbow flag on Australian TV, despite the biphobia he faced from every angle. Liam dishes on what really happened at that final dinner party that was left on the cutting room floor, where it all went wrong for him and George's marriage, and why their fairy tale romance fell apart so abruptly. Plus, Liam goes into all of the explosive drama that went down during their dramatic final vows that was also left on the cutting room floor and why he really brutally dumped Georgia and left her standing there on her own. Plus, he opens up about almost quitting the show after being pushed to breaking point. God, just the summary of the tea has burnt my tongue and left me out of breath. 
So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So we confirm or deny. At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. Welcome, Liam. Thank you. I know that we've been promising everyone for what now? Six, eight weeks? Yeah, it's, I think it's been about six to eight weeks. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> we've been so busy. Every episode I was like, next week we've got right. Liam. You're and right. I just stopped. <laughs> I've just been waiting and waiting you. and waiting. Like, I know you're busy. It's fine. I get it. <laughs> You've been busy. Yeah. No, I get it. We're both busy. But, you know, We're here now, now it's time to spill this tea. Like, Let's- the juicy stuff always has to wait, you know? <laughs> Good things come to those who That's wait. That's it. That's us. And this is your first interview since the show, right? You haven't done any media. Yeah, this is my first ever interview from the show. Yeah. Show virginity, I've interview left it virginity. For you, you know, the good. <laughs> I was like, nah, who am I going to wait and deal with? So dramatic. The one and only. The one and only. Spill this tea. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. You're the only one that, you know, represents and gets the truth out there. So. Thank you. No better way to do it than with you. Let's get into it. Let's start with how you ended up on Married at First Sight. What made you apply for the show? So I actually didn't apply. What? Yeah. So, I was literally just like sitting there eating my foot long and (laughs) (laughs) I just finished and my phone rang and it was a random number. I answered it and she was just like, oh, hey, is this Liam Cooper? Are you single with such and such from Married at First Sight? Would you be interested? And I made a little joke saying like, nah, I'm in a relationship and they were pretty disappointed. And then, yeah, we went into it and then within another two weeks, I was cast and I was done and dusted. So, you didn't even apply? Didn't apply. Nah. Was literally on the couch, sitting there. My phone rang, answered this number. It was one of the producers on the other end, and the conversation just boom. It went so quick. And then, how long after they called were you on the show? So I actually was meant to be an original. And what? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so like, because it happened so quick. I got the phone call, and I think within under two hours, I did my FaceTime interview. And boom. And then two weeks I was cast, done. They picked my wife, everything. It was between OG and then probably two days or three days before I was meant to go. It just went like, oh, I got a phone call, sorry. And they're like, hey, everything's been put on hold. Just wait. And I was like, okay, what's going on? And I just thought it was due to the COVID restrictions. And I was like, yeah, okay, no worries. And then didn't hear anything. Like she went radio silent. Three days before you're you're meant to be walking down the aisle. Yeah. Radio silence from production team. Didn't hear us. Uh, here I am texting, calling, nothing. And then three weeks later, had gone past, and I saw one of the articles got leaked of the contestants getting married. I was like, oh, obviously I'm not on the show. Done and dusted. Like, cool, no worries. And then yeah, three weeks later, I got another phone call, and they're like, oh, hey Liam, you still single? You still want to come on the show? And I was like, well, what the fuck's been happening? I thought I was meant to go on. <laughs> been waiting. And then yeah, boom, I went in as an intruder instead. That's crazy. So, you mm. had your bags packed. Bags were packed. I was eager. I was at the door and waiting to get married. Didn't yeah. get back to you. Nothing. Yeah. Two and then had the audacity to call you a few weeks later. Hey, yeah. actually. Actually, you found someone else now. So, did they say who you were going to be matched with? So, apparently, it was a female called Chantel. That's all I really know. But apparently, like, her picture was on the production card kind of thing because we all had, with our mics and audio, we had photos of ourselves so they could know who we were. And she was still on the original card. So, yeah, I got told majority of this from Beck because, you know, she knows everything. And <laughs> Beck has all the inside she's tea. She's got all the, the inside tea. Yeah. She must have been talking to the uh, makeup ladies or something. <laughs> look, I think she's just good. I don't know how she works it out, but she knows it. And, yeah, so she told me more about Chantel and then I tried to get a look at her on the card 
I got told she was like really down to earth. She had an ethnic background, curly hair, like just something else. And yeah, she didn't attend. Apparently, three days before or something, she freaked out and pulled out and didn't want to go ahead with it. And then they still wanted me on the show. So they literally scrambled around and found Georgia on Instagram <laughs> and she got the inbox, she responded, and then she had the interview that day as well. And she was selected that afternoon. And that they're like, day. pack your bags, you're coming. So yeah. Georgia was a backup and Georgia they literally just put her on the first person they found, yeah. chucked her on. Yeah. Holy crap. I didn't realize the turnaround time was so quick. Well, for her and majority were, yeah, real quick because they were coming in as intruders. So they were just like, bam, bam, bam. So I think her process, which mine was for two weeks, I think hers was within like a day or something. So she did her Skype interview. I'm pretty sure she missed out on half the paperwork and then oh. boom, off she went. And then how many days after she did the first interview was she walking down the aisle? Like we then got married within under four days or something. Four days? Yeah. So I got told on- Oh my God. The Thursday afternoon that I was going to get married the following Tuesday. So I had from Thursday afternoon to invite my guests, tell my <laughs> guests, plan what I wanted to, write my vows, write my everything, and then we got married Tuesday. That's crazy. Yeah. That's not even enough time to get like a spray tan. <laughs> no, you couldn't do anything. Like literally boom, boom, boom. And then we had to film, I think that Monday, like me getting my suits and everything like that. It went so real rushed. quick. Yeah. When you were applying, did you feel like your sexuality was a focal point to that process? Like, did they say, we want to cast you because you're going to be the first ever bisexual groom no. or did they not mention it? They slowly mentioned it. So, I mentioned that I was bisexual. From the start? From the very start because I didn't want to hide it. And they're like, all right, no worries. And then that was pretty much it. They did call me back quite uh, probably like two or three times just to be like, so you're bisexual, yeah? And I was like- just yes, like I changed. didn't wake up today and change my mind. Like I'm still bisexual. And then like, all right, no worries. And then, yeah, that was pretty much it. But then when we got on to filming, it was just the focus point of everything. Yeah, there was such like a heavy emphasis on you being bisexual throughout the storyline. Like they literally didn't show us anything else about you. No. Like, everything was coming back to that. Yeah. Were you made aware that that was going to happen like before? And No. No, I wasn't made aware of anything whatsoever. So, I actually thought they, were, they picked me because of my background and right. everything I've gone through with like domestic violence and my family. That's what the main focus was about. So, what we filmed was so much about my upbringing and everything that I'd face. And then next minute, they were like, no, we're not even going to show that. So, half of like you guys saw nothing, but half of filming was literally around like my mom, my dad, my family. And then they just started adding the bisexual come in. So I think they're like, nah, we're not going to play this part. We're going to play this instead. So they kind of catfished you being like, we're going to yeah. put you on as a normal like yeah. storyline. And then boom, and then it was boom. just- Bisexual, here we come. I think someone wrote in saying, can you ask about Liam's childhood? Mm. Can you talk a little bit about that? I think yeah. I mentioned it on one of the podcast episodes, but obviously it's better coming from you. Yeah. So, geez, we'd even start. And that's why I was kind of adamant about it because so many people go through it. And I was like, this is a great story to share to yeah. make out like- a lot of people go through it. Let's get this out here. Let's have a discussion. So, yeah, my parents split when I was about 10. So, my dad got with my mum's friend. Her friend. Yeah, her best friend. Got with her best friend and raised her kids and then completely ignored us kids. Are you joking? Nah, legit. So, I would walk Sorry. down the street and he would be walking on the same path as me and he would see me and cross the path. What? Yeah, and would have night to do with this. That yeah. is so fucked. Yeah. So, I haven't spoken to him for years. 
Like, I wouldn't I mean, speak to him years. either. Yeah. And then my mom, she got with a guy who was very abusive. So from like 11 to when I was kicked out, it was like full on abuse. To your mom or to you? To my mom. She would get dragged down the hallway by her hair, laid into her, like you name it. Well, that's what we went through growing up. Yeah. It was like horrific. That's awful. Mm. So we had to film that and I spoke about this on the show and they didn't want to play it. So they just chose again to not show that side of you. Yeah, they didn't want to see it at all. So when you saw me in my backstory crying, I had literally told my whole entire upbringing and then I had a little snippet about my dad, but they chose to play my dad like I was crying because he wasn't part of my life. I was like, no, I wasn't crying because of that. <laughs> I, was crying, I was crying because of what I went through. Yeah, so they wow. only showed the most tiniest bit of my whole entire backstory. That's so cool. that's the reason like my mum wasn't present or my dad wasn't present because they're not part of my life. Right. So you don't talk to your mum to this day? Well, look, yes and no. So <laughs> she's actually part of your group on Facebook. Oh my God, what? Yeah. So <laughs> she's really supportive in your group. But then to me, she'll text me and just be like, <laughs> everyone hates you, blah, 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 blah. Like, how does it feel to have the whole world hate against you? Like, it's Are just no legit. So in your group, she was so supportive and was like, yeah, we love Liam, blah, 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 blah. And then she would inbox me and be like, how does it feel that everyone hates you? Get out. Yeah. Oh, my God. You don't have to give me her yeah. name after. I'm going to yeah. have to look her up. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I have no contact with her. Yeah. Wow. Publicly, she's pretending that she's supportive and pretending that you guys have a relationship. Yeah. And then so, privately, she's yeah. abusing you. Yeah. So publicly, when she found out I was on the show, she told everyone, like this proud mother. But then behind closed doors, she was just like, you know, why the fuck would you do this? Rah, rah, rah. Like, you're an idiot. Like, the amount of things I get from her is through the roof. Like, I've been told my dad's not my dad via text message from oh her. God. Yeah. Like, the whole world hates you. You deserve this. Like, all this is from my mother. That's awful. Yeah. So she just, uh, Mother of the year. God. And you said that she kicked you out. How old were you when that happened? <sighs> All three of us got kicked out, so it's three of us. At the same time? No, so my sister got kicked out. I think she was 18. I think I followed at 17, and then my brother got kicked out uh, two years later. Yeah, so he was just really controlling. Like He was so abusive towards her that all he wanted was her. Like he did not care, and she just got isolated from everyone, and one by one he picked us off, and that was it, and now- She's with him. So he kicked you out of the house. Yeah. And she's still with him now. Still with him, yeah. She married him. Wow. Yeah. Married God, him to this day. God, it's probably best you don't have any contact. Yeah. Then. It's just, yeah, nasty. But then you feel sorry, you know. Like you feel sorry because it's family mm. and, you know, you get the battered wife syndrome and all of that. But it's like there's only so much you can do and try and help and support someone. And then if they don't want it, then that's that. And you need to put yourself first as that's well. It. I really was hoping they would show that because I think a lot of people go through it and, you know, it's something you don't really talk about, mm. but they didn't want to. Mm. Probably too complex for them, too <laughs> too hard basket. <laughs> Let's just get another buy story instead, mm. you know. Did you ever, like before going on the show, think about concealing your sexuality, like for fear of how it might be perceived or how they might edit it or? No, it- no. So I just was like, nah, there needs to be more awareness, especially about being bisexual because I don't think a lot of people really understand it. Like I always get the comments like, no, you're fully gay, like knock it off. Mm. You're just transitioning. So I was like, no, nah, let's make awareness. Let's have a chat. Like there's multiple times that I got up on the couch and had this big educational rant kind of thing, which they never showed. <laughs> so no, nah, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to be proud to who I am. But a lot of people don't know, but I actually came out on the show. What do you mean? Yeah. So my close friends in Brisbane knew. And my brother and my sister knew, but that was it. So then what, me so going- everyone else thought that you were straight? Yeah. 
So then me going on the show was oh like a big reveal to everyone. I was like, no, nah, let's just rip this Band-Aid off. Let's just tell everyone that, yeah, I'm bisexual. What better way than to let the whole entire world know? That's amazing. Mm. So wait, you've only been like out. Like publicly since the show. Yeah. Wow. So I had a selected few friends that knew, obviously. Yeah. But that was it. Why did they not make a bigger deal out of that? That's like I have amazing. No idea. Yeah. They should have been like first bisexual and he's coming out on the show. Yeah. They all knew about it. Like my producer knew, Tara knew about it because we had multiple chats about it. But yeah, they just didn't want to. That's crazy. They put didn't that take advantage of that. Yeah. Like I had a really great producer. He was great. So I don't know what happened with that. But yeah, I thought they would have. What did your friends and family who didn't know say when that happened? Uh, so I don't talk to any of my family. <laughs> Sorry. So messed up. Brothers and sisters already knew. So brothers and sisters already knew. They were very supportive. Yeah. They were cool. They were just like, what and else? like, <laughs> what do you want for dinner? But <laughs> How yeah, it should be? Yeah. A lot of people were just like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, good on you. How it should be kind of thing. Like no really questions about it. Just do your thing. Doesn't affect them kind of thing. My mother was a different story. So she found out that she on the found TV. out via TV, and she inboxed my sister and abused my sister, and was like, "You know, how can you have sex with males but want to date a female? Like, just wow. the bullshit stuff that you get in society these days." So she was pretty negative about it, but I was like, "Look, I, I don't really care about your opinion." Mm, you think being your mother, like mm. she'd be the person that you should think, care yeah, the least, real supportive, but no. But you know, That's and then you got the trolls that you know didn't really understand and didn't care and say things. But no, nah, everyone else was really supportive. So. That's great. Mm. Do you think that they paired you with Georgia? Like she's obviously someone who's super feminine. Do you think that was them thinking that like all bisexual men are like effeminate? So the feeling that you would connect that way? I don't know. Like she was very out there and I thought maybe they thought because I think she preached that she (laughs) has gay friends. So she's very understanding. (laughs) So I think that's why they thought, oh, yeah, okay. So she's got this. She's very understanding. Let's chuck her in with Liam. And it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. Because you were pretty open about like you're a country boy, you're pretty laid back, and then they've paired you with someone super high maintenance. Yeah, so I stated that that was my big concern. I was like, I need someone laid back. I need someone who's going to hang out at the farm, roll around in cow shit, like get dirty, don't be scared (laughs) kind of thing. And they're like, yep, no no worries. And I was adamant. I was like, you know, this is what I I don't want no one high maintenance because it doesn't fit in with my life. Like I'm too chilled to be like, you know, you take me to the pub for a palmy. That's what I want. I don't want no five-star restaurant. And unfortunately, that was Georgia. So they just, uh As I say to all contestants, you have to say the opposite of what you want. <sighs> I know. I should have literally gone in there being they like, I want someone high maintenance. Like, let's do this. We've got this. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. And when you told them that you're attracted to both sexes, but you did say that you were looking to settle down with a woman and start a family. So did you ask for a woman partner? Yeah. So I asked you- for a woman. Okay. Yeah. And they asked me, like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, because look, in the back of my mind, I thought, nah, they're going to fuck this up. Like if I say I want to do, they're going to give me complete opposite. We wouldn't last. We'd be done and dusted. So I don't know if it was a safety blanket or what, but I just thought, nah, I'm going to go with a woman and, you know, because I'm still attracted to both. So let's go for the woman and see what happens. And obviously then I got Georgia. And it seemed like you guys did click instantly. Is that how it played out in real life? Yeah. So, with me and Georgia, when we first met at the aisle, it literally felt like we had known each other for two years plus. Our wedding day, we even said this to each other, it felt like our actual wedding. Oh, wow. Like, it was crazy. All our family, well, my family was all getting along, like my friends and family. I think her family weren't her family. I think they were like rent a crowd. What? Legit. I'm not even lying to you. I think they were a rent a crowd. 
Why do you think that? Because no one talked to each other. Like my crew were smashed. My like, crew. <laughs> they were just drunk. They were at it. They were rowdy. They were so loud. Hers just sat there, didn't talk to each other, didn't mingle. You know, I went over to speak to her mum and no one else looked at me. Like they just sat there. And oh, I'm wow. thinking like if you do with friends, you think you'd be like, oh, hey, I'm also blah, 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 blah. And the way they were dressed were like to the nines. Like even my friends and family were like, we feel like bogans compared <laughs> to them. Like they looked like they just walked out of a catalogue. <laughs> so I think they were a rent a crowd to be honest. Because Georgia the whole entire time never mentioned anyone from the, the wedding. wedding. I've never mentioned anything. As I was like, yeah, this person was at my wedding and they're here now and let's go hang out with this person. So the people she introduced to you after as her friends, were they not at the wedding? Yeah, so I never met anyone else after the wedding. Like, why wasn't no Juliet at the wedding? Yeah, so I didn't even get to know names. Like her bridal party, I met, and I hung out afterwards, but no one else. Like my friends from the wedding all came up, all met her, all hung out, did this whole thing, but I didn't meet anyone. That's so weird. So I reckon it was a rent crowd. You should have asked her. I should have. I didn't even think about it (laughs) until after I was like. Hey, this who, is a rent a crowd, I swear. people at the wedding? Because I'm pretty sure one of my friends said it. They're like, I think it was a rent a crowd. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I well, guess. Jamie said she thought the same about Chris, mm. that his family were high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like her mum was there and her bridal party were her close friends. The rest, nah. I reckon it was rent a crowd. But yeah, anyway, yeah, we just clicked. It was something about it. Like we were bantering with each other. We were talking about country music. We had so much in common. After our wedding, we had the producers come up to us and was like, are you guys faking? I'm like, what do you mean are we faking? And like, we've never had a couple like you guys that have clicked and got along so well. So they thought we were actually acting the whole entire time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we're like, no, this is legit. That's amazing. Mm, mm. So the chemistry was real. Yeah, the chemistry was there. Yeah, get go. So I even asked her after our wedding when we got back to the accommodation, I asked her straight up. I was like, are you here for love or are you here for fame? Because if you're here for fame, then I know how to like, you know, I won't get my feelings involved. We'll do what we got to do. Bob's your uncle. And she said to me, she's like, yeah, if you're on the blue tick, that's cool. I'll support you. You know, I'll do what I've got to do. I'll be your handbag, whatever. And yeah, she's like, no, I'm actually here for love, but. Yeah, you know, truth always comes out. It's a shame that you guys didn't work out considering that when it was started off so good. Yeah. Like I thought we still would have to this day, like I thought we would have worked out, everything would have been done and dusted, mm-hmm. still would have been together. And it was just that little slip up come the end. And I think there was more to it, obviously, and like she'll come out during this podcast. People <laughs> After, just Yeah. <laughs> George like pops up. <laughs> hey Georgia, how you doing? In the studio. But people just go into it, yeah. And that's what was out doing. Which we'll we'll get into that whole saga later. At the wedding reception, you looked pretty shocked that the other couples, I mean, Patrick in particular, asked you outright if you were by at the wedding and their response was pretty, (laughs) pretty dramatic. Was that a surprise for you how they reacted or do you think, like, was that stage for drama or was that how it kind of played out? That's how it played out. Like, I don't know if they were told or anything. All I can tell you is prior to going into the reception, I heard George's producer be like, what if he was bisexual? Like, how would you feel? And they just kept asking, like, what if he was bisexual? What if he was bisexual? And then we got in there. But what people don't know is that what we saw with the, like, meeting the originals, they actually got up and came to us. And I actually had a chat with Beck. I introduced myself. And then the production came over and was like, whoa, 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 did you guys just meet? And we're like, yeah. And they're like, nah, sit back down, get up, walk over, re-meet. 
So like, oh, okay, cool, no worries. So, you know, we waited, got up with Georgia. And then I got there and we were just talking. I didn't even hear Beck even ask the question. All I heard was Georgia turn around and be like, yeah, are you bisexual? And I was like, oh, whoa, okay, yep, this is coming out. I answered it. And then, yeah, I got the reaction that I got. And I was kind of, look, I was taken back because I'm like, who reacts like that? Mm. Especially at my wedding because I'm like, I'm here to get married. I'm not here to really talk about that. But then I guess it kind of hit me that that's what happens in this day and age. Like people do react like that. And, you know, it's a shame. Like I really wanted to tell Georgia in a different way. I didn't want it to be brought up at a table just like that. To be like, yo, you're bisexual and not have me fully. Because you even saw her look. That look she turned and was just like, oh. He's bisexual. Mm. So obviously I didn't want it to be like that. But look, I don't know. People always ask me, did Beck get asked to say that? But knowing Beck, she would never disrespect or anything like that. So I don't know. Maybe Patrick was asked or Brett. (laughs) Well, that's what I mean. I don't know. Patrick says he wasn't. Patrick just, I think that's just Patrick being Patrick, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was shocked there was a bisexual groom on the series but like drama (laughs) yeah because we were really close so there was no issue there between us he didn't really care he just saw me for me but look who knows those pesky producers yeah it's one i think it's one of them that really yeah it will tell if it happened but to me that just happened the way it happened so you wish that you'd been able to tell georgia in a different setting but it just kind of came out like that yeah i was thinking when we got back in the room or something with our chat or even afterwards where we sat in that little arbor thing chatting. I thought that would have been a perfect time to tell her. But like that, that was, I don't think anyone really wants to tell their wife that, you know, you've actually married a bisexual. Are you okay with it? Let's explain it. Because it's like as soon as you hear bisexual, everyone just jumps to the conclusion. Mm. I never got to understand like, you know, X, Y, and Z, this is what's happened. This is who I am. Don't think anything less. So, yeah, obviously in a perfect world. I would have liked it mm. to be better. I think Georgia did like deal with it and handle that. She was pretty understanding mm. in that moment. And she was obviously put on the spot. You were put on the spot. It was just like a bit of an awkward Yeah, I think it was a shock moment. for her. Like I can't doubt during filming she didn't care. So you had the wedding. I think it was just like, oh, wow, okay, there's more to him than what I thought maybe. But, yeah, she copped it really well. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> she caught it really well. She handled it really well. Yeah. And it was like a nothing issue. Yeah, well, which yeah. it should be. But yeah. what I mean is like just that situation where they kind of dramatized it and then she was there with, I know, it's like there should be a private moment, like yes. that you guys should have been Definitely doing in private and then she's got all these people looking at how she's going to react. So it would have yeah. been a lot of pressure of like, oh, like what do I, how do I react or what's That's the right it. thing to do or say? So. Especially on your wedding day. Like, I don't yeah, think it's already high pressure. Yeah. So then on the honeymoon- the producers made you, I guess, drop another bombshell. Mm-hmm. The fact that you'd had over 50 sexual partners. Georgia seemed pretty accepting of that. Is that how that played out as well? Look, so on camera, she she was very accepting of it. She didn't really care. She was like, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure she called me a slut at one point, like in a mocking kind of, you know. I was like, oh, well, okay. Well, but here we are drinking and you want to call me a slut for having <laughs> sex with 50 people. All good, all good. Because then her number, she said, was five. And then I found out when we got back to the accommodation that she had actually slept with more than five. She just didn't want to tell that on camera because she didn't <laughs> want her grandma to hear how many people she slept with. So I was like, okay. So that was the first little, uh, okay, so you're lying on camera. As I was like just, yeah, because I could have sat there and been like, oh, I've only slept with 15 people. <laughs> I could have easily lied. I was like, nah, look, let's just tell the truth, get it out there. So then after she said that it was more. Yeah, behind so it- behind closed doors, she was like, no, I've actually slept with more than five. And I was like, okay, so what's your real number? And then she kind of like beat around the bush and then she eventually told me a number. 
And I was like, okay, so why could you not just tell this on camera? Like it would have just been easier to be like, you know, mm. it wasn't a bad number. But so that was a start. Sorry, George's nan, if you're listening. Yeah, sorry to the nan. My bad, my bad. So that was a red flag for you. That was a start. Just the fact that she hadn't been honest. Yeah, yeah. With that question box, do producers actually write those questions or do you guys write them? I believe the producers do because right. we were just sitting there and the next time we knew this box just rocked um. up and I was like, oh, hey, what's this? Have a little look, they make read it, the questions. Because they make it like you guys pre-wrote the questions. Nah, I didn't write any questions with those both boxes. So like the final dinner box. Oh, what? And this one. Even yeah. the final dinner party? Nah, nah. Oh, my God. We'd literally just rock up and the box is there. It's That's like, crazy. Okay, cool. Let's do this. So then during filming, you made quite a few harsh comments to Georgia towards more the end, I think it was. Yeah. You said stuff like, she's too glamorous, she won't fit in with your life, your family and friends will hate her. Why did you say those things? Like, they're pretty harsh. They are really harsh. Like, you know, and I think in the moment, sometimes I don't think how harsh I can be. Like, I, to me, was just answering a question. But I guess what also, when we're on the couch, I was trying to explain what I was feeling because no one really saw that when we did the photo shoot day for Channel 9... We were sitting there all day. We would go get photos taken and Georgia would run up, look at the photos, ask the photographer like how cute she looked. <laughs> Does she look good in this? Should she stand like this? Show me the photos. Like it was a full on. And I'm thinking going, look, they're here to do a job. Just take your photo and walk away. Like it was the first time I really got to see a different side of her. And then when I got to the couch, I just said, look, I'm struggling with this. And then they not started putting words in my mouth, but John at one point was like, oh, is she high maintenance? I said, no, 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 she's not high maintenance at all. I'm just struggling with the fact that when I say Glamour, it was she was just obsessed with Instagram and the way she looked and how she was betrayed by people and certain things like that. And that's what I tried to explain on the couch. And they're like, oh, so she's glamorous. I was like, well, if that's the word we're using, then sure, let's say, you know, because I didn't give two shits. Like, she can dress up. She can do what she wants. It was more a fact that why are you so obsessed with what people think of you or why do you care? Because, you know, there was a comment made to me by her and her bridesmaid that I should delete my Instagram because my Instagram is shit. And if she saw me in the real world via Instagram, she would not DM me. She would not come near me because my Instagram was shit. And I was like, oh, okay, my bad. Like, all right, cool. So it was all that. But also what people didn't realize was when we moved into the apartments, Georgia tried to buy clothes for me. And tried to like change my whole style and was like, this is what you should wear. This is what we should buy. So I was trying to explain that on the couch, like, I don't care. And then they just said glimmer. So we ran with glimmer. That was their wording because they first said high maintenance. I was like, no, nah, she's not high maintenance. She's more this. And I explained all of that. Right. And they're like, glamorous. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like if that's what you call all of that in one word, let's go glamorous. And obviously that's all they showed. And then they me chopped saying, out all of the, the explanation. Yeah, being like, oh, she's glamorous. Because <laughs> I couldn't give two shits. Like, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But what do you mean she was trying to change your like? What was she buying for you? We sat down there, and she's like, "Right, you need new jeans, you need new <laughs> shoes, you need a dress like this." I, she tried to make me buy, well, she wanted to buy. You know those matching tracksuits, like you know the pants and the hoodie. <laughs> I was like, mate, I'm not wearing that. Like, I, I could not wear that in a million years. And she's like, what, yes, a matching, like for, like a onesie, not a onesie, but you know how some guys wear the tracksuit pants and the, the oh, like jacket that they all match kind of thing. Not tie-dye, but like, you know, a black 
a black set or like a really, cream seen. set or it's just <laughs> the like guys a, I know don't wear that. <laughs> right? Me either. So she was like, Yeah, we should buy it. I think it came to like over a thousand dollars. And she's like, Right, let's I'll buy this for you. I was like, look, no offense, but I'm not gonna wear any of that shit. No offense, but if someone mm. was gonna spend a thousand dollars on my wardrobe, I'd be like, right? Go for cold. No way, because it was all like shit I wouldn't wear. Like, you know those <laughs> shoes with little crocodiles on them or <laughs> You know, that and I was like, I'm not gonna wear this. But she's like, no, in like a pink like tracksuit with like <laughs> a Chanel that bag. Came, but it was stuff like that, and obviously no one got to see that either. So I said that this on the couch. I was like, I don't want to be changed. Like, mm, stop doing fair this. Enough. So yeah, it all just came out. Did you regret making those comments though? Oh god, yeah. At the last dinner party, there was multiple conversations that they put into one. So that that question, you know. I wish I could take it back because not what I said, but how I delivered it because it was very harsh and, you know, Georgia didn't deserve that. But in my head, I was just answering a question like, well, my friends and family like her. You know, I had my friends calling me being like, don't like her. She's not for you. She didn't talk to us at the wedding. She doesn't want to get to know us. You know, stuff like that. So the whole time I'm thinking, all right, so my friends don't like her straight away. So we'll get in there and then, yeah, I just... I mean, it is an honesty box, but- It is an honesty box, but it's too honest. Yeah, like, it's like with Bryce when he numbered the wives. It's like sometimes it's good to lie to protect yeah. people's feelings. And, I, and that's what I say to people, but I, the one thing I guess I just can't lie. And I could have sat there and I think because Tara afterwards, there was a, the whole drama for that night. There was so much drama that happened. And she pulled me aside and was just like, we weren't expecting that. <laughs> Thank you. And I was you. like, well, what, she Gold was literally expecting- Yeah, she just thought I was just going to be like, you know, of course I will. But, you know, to this day, people still like, there's randoms in the street that see me and my friends and they go, yeah, nah, Georgia definitely would have, wouldn't have fitted in. But look, if we go on that topic, <laughs> that thing, like there was more to it. Like, I don't believe Georgia was crying because what I said. What like, do you mean? So prior to the honesty box coming out, we were all sitting there and Johnny and Kerry were across from us and we were chatting and I just wrote up the fact that Georgia didn't like my Instagram. And then Kerry was like, yeah, Johnny said the same to me. And I was like, oh. oh, really? And she's like, yeah, Johnny said the same to me. I was like, oh, yeah, Georgia the same. And then we got onto the topic and then I just, look, I slipped it out that her brother was on the phone the other day. We'll buy the pool. Her brother called and he could hear me in the background. And her brother said, oi, is that Liam? I'm going to punch him in the face when I see him. And I just remember looking at Georgia and her and her mum both looked at each other and just laughed it off. And I was like, no, no, he's serious. Like, this is not a joke. And then George was like, oh, okay, we've got to go now, bye. And hung up. And I was like, do, do we want to talk about this or what? And she nah, didn't want to talk about it, brushed under the rug, kind of ignored it. So then I told Johnny and Kerry. I was like, yeah, her brother wants to punch me in the face for some reason. And Georgia heard it. And I think me spilling that, she was upset about that not the fact that I said about her friends and family because she was fine the whole entire time filming. She told me, like, when people first meet me, you either hate me or you love me and I don't give a shit. I was like, oh, all right, cool. Like, good on you. That's that's dope. And so then I mentioned that and, what, she just starts crying? There was multiple questions in there that didn't go to air. I actually got asked questions like, is Georgia woman enough for me from the honesty box? I remember looking at the camera and being like, this is fucked. Like, I'm not answering this question. And there was just multiple questions and yeah. So that was leading up to that last question and then she cried after or did they show her crying to another question and kind of edit it that way? So, yeah, that conversation took part 
And then she started crying after the friends and family. And then there was another one, which I can't remember, but there was another one that said, is there any hesitations towards me? And I said, yeah, I don't think I'm good enough for you. And then she spun it around and was like, but I've never tried to make you wear this, this, and this. And I was like, well, you actually have, but whatever. And she just took it in a whole different way. And I was like, no, I just don't feel good enough for you. Like that's, that's all it is. And then she started crying. Right. But then they just showed her crying over the friends and family won't like you. Okay. So that actual comment, friends and family won't like you, she didn't cry about. No, it was afterwards she started crying. You said before when the brother called her at the pool, her mum was at the pool. Why was her mum at the pool during filming? (laughs) So her mother was with her 24-7. During filming? Yeah. So her mother (laughs) stayed in Sydney just down the road from us. So Georgia was on her phone. Like, look, they've got a a tight friendship, I guess. Her mum's a best friend. Preach. Cool. All good. But everywhere Georgia went, her mum was there. So every time I'd be like, hey, do you want to go out for breakfast? Yeah, no worries. I'll just ask mum. And it's like, no, I want to go out for breakfast just with you. Like I'm trying to get to know you, not your mum. But the whole gang would come. The whole posse would rock up. Who's in the posse? So like all her bridesmaids. So her mother- We're all living in Sydney. Yeah. So her mum and Laura, the brunette bridesmaid, stayed with each other. And then her In Sydney during filming to support her. To support her. Yeah. (laughs) How many weeks? The mum said the whole entire time. How many weeks is that? Ooh. Six. Well, we started filming October. We finished December. Two months. Her mum and friend relocated to Sydney. Yeah. Oh, her friend left maybe midway through and then came back. But yeah, her mum said the whole entire time. Every we went, her mum came. Why did we not see that on the camp, like on screen? Because it was all off. Yeah. So every yeah. time they said, hey, we need you guys for filming, you two would just go. But whenever you had free time. Yeah. You were hanging with the mum. Yeah. So, every time it was like, cut, you have free time, go do your thing. It was like, okay, let's go see mum. Let's go do this. Let's. And I was like, okay, like her and her mum literally spoke on the phone 24-7. So, in between our downtime, on the phone to her mum, like it without fail. So, like I think her mum's a manager or something like that. But- her mum's yeah. a vibe. Everywhere we went, she was there. That's full on, yeah. Like she's cool. She was like cool towards me, but- yeah, she just like hotel hopped and was like, here I am. Let's go do this. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, yeah. I'm surprised she didn't stay in your hotel. Look, I think if Georgia, if she was allowed, she would have. <laughs> like, like hardcore, I think she would have. <laughs> yeah. So, her, yeah, her and her mum just have a close bond, I guess. But, yeah, it got in the way a bit. It's kind of nice that they are so close, but I just did not expect that during filming that you'd even be allowed to have family. Oh, you weren't allowed. You. Yeah. Did you the producers know? All. I don't think they knew. No. Nah. Oh my it was God. very hush hush. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So we'd be like, oh, we're going out for dinner, which we would. <laughs> and her mum would be there because you're not allowed to have any, con- well, I think you can have contact, but you can't have like face to face contact with any family or that. That's crazy. But they were there. Yeah. So you didn't really get any alone time with her if it wasn't on nope. camera. Yeah. If it wasn't on camera or, or it wasn't at night time when we had to be back, no. Nah. Any downtime we had was with her mum or her bridesmaid. That would have affected your relationship, yeah. surely. Yeah. Because we couldn't do anything. We would go if we wanted to go out for dinner or, you know, we went on boat cruises. Her mum was there. We would go anywhere. Her mum was there. So, we couldn't even get to really know each other properly. Mm. Or spend as much time like one-on-one yeah. as everyone else was. Yeah. That's crazy. You said that her mum was like accepting of you. That's nice. Yeah. Her mum was really nice. Like we got along really well at the start. It wasn't until like come the end where I think Georgia started to not twist but just 
told her family a different side of the event. And then, yeah, her mum and her bridesmaid just hated me. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, she's really nice. I really liked her. Good she's old Dr. Cool. Jane. She's a, yeah. she's a Dr. Jane. Dr. She's a vibe, Jane. you know, a yeah. Camilla Cap dance. She really is. She's a vibe herself. Like, she just lives in her own little world and does a thing. So, she's a really cool chick. <laughs> hmm. How did you feel when Georgia asked about you missing Dick? Yeah. See, that was only a snippet as well. When she asked me that, I thought, okay, you obviously don't understand or you're not. Not that she doesn't understand, but it was more like you have not been paying attention to me or what I've been talking to you about or, you know, just because you're bisexual, it doesn't mean you miss dick. Like if you're with a woman, you don't miss it. If you're with a dude, you don't miss fucking Mm. vagina. Like you don't miss it. But I think she thought in her head that I would miss it or I'd crave it or, but the amount of times I told her, like, I'm with you. You've got a vagina. I'm not missing dick. I don't want dick. I don't want anything but you. Because at one point, she kind of said to me, like, every month, if you want to go get dick, you just got to tell me and it will be fine. And I remember looking at my producer being like, did you just hear this correctly? Like, And I even said to her, I was like, are you saying this? She's like, yeah, well, yeah. Like, our relationship is between us. So, I think she based our relationship on her mum and dad's relationship because they live in separate countries and all of that. So she wanted a companion. So I think to her, she was like, if I want to go get dick, I just got to tell her. But I was trying to explain to her that that's not how I roll. Like I'm very with the one person. So yeah, it took me back and I was kind of just like, all right, do we have to talk more about this? Like, is there something you're not understanding? But she's like, no, just it's cool if you want it. I was like, but I don't want it. That's the thing. I don't want it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why she really asked it. I don't know what she was trying to get at by asking, even though- I explained everything to her behind closed doors. Yeah. Do you think it was just like a lack of understanding about bisexuals mm. and your needs? And Part of me wants to say yes, but at the same time, like the amount of conversations we had about it, you would think she would understand or know where I was coming from or just know me as a person. And then that question came up and she asked it and I was like, oh, do you? That's when I started thinking, are you really okay with this? Mm. Like you're saying you're okay with it and you support it and you're for it, and, but then why are you saying, am I going to miss dick or do I want dick? And that was after you'd had those conversations explaining it. Like, yeah, that depth. was at final dates. So right. that was, you know, coming the end of filming. So she knew everything. She's like, I've been through this with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. behind closed doors, because like, after the wedding, we sat down and I explained everything to her. I told her, you know, even when we had the first orange box, I told her how many guys I've actually slept with, blah, 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 blah. She knew who I was. And then, yeah, final date, she drops that little bombshell on me. Mm. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> I can't get over her mum. Yeah. <laughs> Jane, yeah. Dr. Jane. Dr. Jane was always there. It's she was always on FaceTime. She almost was going to come down to Hunter Valley for our um, honeymoon. Stop it. Yeah, because Georgia, we found out we we're going horse riding and Georgia wanted to get her pink riding gear sent down. And Dr. Jane's like, all right, <laughs> we'll do this. We'll come down. We'll do it for you. Oh, my God. So she almost yeah. went to the honeymoon even. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, as soon as we left the honeymoon, we went to this little hotel and we didn't even stay there. Like Georgia made us go get a hotel where her mum was staying. because what, she, she booked to be another one mom. and paid for it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, legit. What? Yeah. So she, you, Channel 9 had booked you a hotel and so, she's like, fuck this, I'm going to get a better one and went and booked her own. Yeah, so Channel 9 literally mom. booked our little oh accommodation. God. They dropped us off and then she was like, all right, I'm going to go catch up with my mum and bridesmaids. And I was like, oh, okay, no worries. <laughs> I'll, I'll catch up with you later. 
And then she texted me and was like, hey, can we stay here? And it was fucking expensive. It was like double bay. So I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And her mum paid for it. And we stayed there, yep. yep. God, at least you were paired with someone bougie. Yeah, she was bougie, right? you. Yeah. And I was <laughs> new wardrobe, like, okay. new yeah. <laughs> She would do Sounds everything. like a dream. Yeah, it was. But I think I was just like, oh, okay, I'll be a good husband. Like, you want to spend time with your mum? Let's Why didn't producers mom. not catch on? Because I feel like that would have been a good storyline. That would have been so funny, the fact yes. she's always with her mum and you could have been like, oh, this is how she's going to see her mum again. Like, well, that's humorous. A couple people's like, Brett saw the mum hanging around the front of the hotel, like Sky Suites, and was like, hey, I just ran into your mum. And then George was like, oh, shit, and then had to text her mum. And I'm pretty sure the paps got her as well. <laughs> so she was always around, but I just think producers didn't catch on. Of course, me and George would be like, oh, we're going for a walk or we're going here, we're going out for dinner, and then the mum would just be there. So, Because we went to the mum's apartment multiple times and we'd just like chill out, get room service, kick back. I think that was another thing why I started questioning George's motives because her mum would be like, this is just a game. Like get through it. Fuck feelings. Fuck it all. Just get through it. And then if you guys like each other at the end, then you can have a relationship. What? She said that in front of you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought you meant just to Georgia. No, no, no. So her mum would literally be like, you know, this is warped. Like it's not normal. What you guys have probably isn't real. Like you're oh, wow. filming, like get through it. So then I started thinking, well, if you're saying this, like what are you saying to Georgia? So then I started questioning her feelings towards me to be like, well, if your mum's saying this to me, what the fuck is she saying to you? And then, yeah. So she said, just get through it. Just get through it, yeah. Like get through it. It's just a show. It's going to set you up. Like they were literally like, we can do this, this, and this for you. Like we'll give you management. We'll hook you up with the right people. I was like, bro, I don't want that. Like, George's mum said that. George's mum, yeah. So yeah. she had a game plan. She had a game plan from day one because they said to me, from day one, there was a game plan. So they said to me, they're like, if you and Georgia stay together, you can be a power couple. Like you will be able to get whatever you want if you're together. And I was like, okay, well, I'm only going to be with her if we work out. Like I'm not going to stay with her to get free shit. Like no, thank you. <laughs> and her mom's like, but you guys could do anything. Like you guys could be the next it couple. I'm like, yeah, all well and well if we stay together. Like, I'm not going to stay with her to get X, Y, Z. And then George would be like, yeah, you can come on to the bikinis and and you can make ball shorts for men and you can be the face of this and we'll grow the business and we'll be tired and we'll be this power couple. And I'm like, so it was always like a business plan. It was never like, hey, let's focus on us. Like, do you want to be together? And I was like, I can't do that. Like, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, but I'm going to sit here and lie and be like, Oh, you know. Because Georgia would do that. She would get up every commitment ceremony and be like, we're good. We're great. Like, we're having a great time. But so it was calculated. It was always calculated. And, and I would sit there being like, bullshit. We had a fight the other day and you went off your rocker, had our first fight. Because she wanted to keep that hush hush. Because I think you saw a snippet of it at one of the commitment ceremonies where we'll cheer and be like, yeah, we had our first fight. We're normal. But that fight was brutal. Like she told me to shut the fuck up, shut my mouth in public in the CBD in front of everyone. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I was like, don't you fucking talk until I finish. And I was like, whoa, like what is going on? And she, yeah, she like just went nuts when the camera stopped. Oh, it was over the pictures that day we did the- Oh, the pictures. photo shoot? No, the rate the- Oh, the rate the brides. The rate right. the brides. Yeah, because I didn't want to do that. I was like, I'm not doing it. This is disgusting. Like I don't want to go on looks. What did you rate Georgia again? So I put her like neck and neck with Carrie, but I oh, guess in Carrie hindsight, George Georgia right. was second. So you're another bride. <laughs> I'm another bride. Because afterwards, I sat down with her and her face was like, it was clenched. She wasn't talking. You could tell she was pissed. Like she was 
pissed off. I mean, I'd be pissed. Well, the way I explained it, but fair, 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 fair. <laughs> and then she waited and then she's like, let's go for a walk. The cameras were off and she exploded. Like it was just like a firecracker going off. She was telling me to shut the fuck up, that I'm this, I'm that. I'm like, well, bro, this is up there. This is up there. I walked away from her. I was like, I'm not putting up with that. Like, you don't speak to anyone like that. You have a normal conversation. Tell me how you felt. You could have told me how you felt on camera, but you said you're all good. And then, um, yeah, we, that was our first fight. And then off she went. Everything was always off camera and no right. one could catch it. So when we get down to the final dinner party, a lot happened off camera between me and her that was not captured because she waited. So, yeah. And you said before that was because she wanted to portray you guys as like the it couple and yeah. obviously we keep that image golden. intact, right? Yeah. So I think producers and her wanted us to be the golden couple. And we were like, we were solid until bits and pieces. Halfway through, because I know one saw this, but in my Voxies, and I don't think Georgia knew this, I started calling her out and be like, I think she's fake. I don't <laughs> think she's here for the right reasons. And the producer was like, no, nah, I think she's here for legit love. I was like, no. Nah. Nah, this is what's happening. And I told him everything. I was like, nah, her mum calls. They have all these conversations. Like she's not here me. for love. Yeah. Like I remember once I was in tears to Tara being like, she's lying. Like she's not here for love. And Tara's like, nah, I think she is. I was like, no, she's not. Like she's not here for love. So you kind of picked up on that. What about halfway through? Yeah, halfway things through. started adding yeah. up. Yeah. Because Georgia said to me, she turned around to me once and she's like, the best thing you could ever do was leave me at final vows. And I remember looking at her being like, why? And she's like, because I would be the brokenhearted girl on Australia. Oh, my God. And I was like, shit. And it almost made me not want to, like, because I didn't want to leave a full stop. Mm. And it made me think, fuck, I can't leave her because if this is what she's got planned, I'm not doing that. So what she wanted happened. Yeah, what she wanted happened, yeah. She almost played it perfectly until the video. <laughs> yeah, and I think if the video didn't come out, she would have got away with it. Mm. Like it was just what she had to tell what her mum and her arranged together she hit the nail on the head with everything she had to do. The mum needs to be promoted to like EP. <laughs> oh, she's the next Chris Jenner. Like she's <laughs> up there. So because true. Because two weeks into filming, at the very start, our producer pulled her up and was like, you're fake. You're acting. We can tell you're acting. Australia's going to hate you. You need to stop. And then she walked out and then she came back into the room and she was this different Georgia. Oh, wow. And it was just like- the fuck just happened? She was bubbly. She was laughing. Because every time we would talk or be on camera, her hand would go on her hip, her hair would kind of flick, her head would tilt, and then she would give like a very prompt answer to everything. And I'd be like, nah, like let's just do this. Who cares? And she was very serious. And then the producer was like, nah, you're faking. Like you need to stop. And then boom, she came back and was someone else. Like a bit more natural, not so like- Yeah, a bit more natural, down to earth, calm down, don't perform kind of thing. Because I think she's been taught how to act in front of the cameras. She knows Mm. how to do it. She knows how to- Put it on. Position, talk, blah, 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 blah. And she was doing it. Mm. So there's a lot that people didn't see. Mm, Sounds like it. After our honesty box, because what people didn't see, because obviously got mashed up come the edit part- because we had three questions that was all based around me being bisexual and is Georgia woman enough, all of this, and I refused to answer it and producers started cracking the shits with me because I would literally look dead in the camera and be like, you guys are fucked and wouldn't answer. And then we finished and my producer came over and was like, right, you need to go do your voxy. And I got up and I was like, I'm not answering any of your questions about being bisexual. Like, I'm done. I'm not your guinea pig no more. Let's put that to bed. And then my producer went and told Tara – 
And then Tara came in and me and Tara had this big fight, like full on. I was like, I'm not your guinea pig. Like, why is no one else getting asked these questions? Like, if their partner is a woman enough for them or, you know, do they desire someone else or rah, rah, rah. Like, you literally targeted me in all these questions. So, you felt that the questions were only asking oh, about yeah, your sexuality and nothing my else. Yeah. yeah. Because what people didn't see was at final dates, they tried to make me take Georgia to a drag queen show as final dates. And I sat there being like, I would never take Georgia on a final date or a date to a drag queen show. Sure. Sunday brunch drinks. Let's go to drag queens. Let's have a good night. Great. But final date, like, come on. If I go to Jordan and go, hey, we're going to a drag queen show for final dates to show how much I care about you, she's going to hate it. Because I submitted, I wanted to go to the nighttime zoo and spend the night at the zoo and all this romantic shit. And then like, no, we're going to a drag queen. That wasn't even aired. So, we went. So, wait, you put suggestions forward about where you want the final date to go and they pick, yeah. they usually pick one, but in your case, they just gave you a whole new date. Yeah. So, my producer's like, right, you need to think of ideas where you want to take Georgia. Like, this is for you. This is your final dates. Do whatever you want. So, I wanted to get in a seaplane and fly over the harbour, land and have a private picnic on this island. Like, I found out how much it was going to cost everything, sent it to him, and then I also sent- to go like roar and snore or something at the zoo because we both liked animals and they came back like, no, nah, sorry, can't do that. I was like, oh, well, why not? And like, no, nah, I just can't do it. I was like, yeah, right. And then my producer came back to me the next day and was like, we've got this great idea. Let's take you and Georgia to a drag queen show. And I remember looking at him and being like, I would never take Georgia there, but like so I would take her there, but I would never take her there on a final date or a date. Like so you're, stereotypical. Yeah. And I was like, what What do you want me to do there? Like sit there and watch a drag queen show. Like how is that romantic? Like, you know, you had Jake taking Beck on a boat. You had Patrick doing what he was doing and then you want me to just go to a drag queen show. Like that's, I know you're trying to be inclusive in that, but what are you trying to get out of this? Like it's not what I want. And we went back and forth. I was like, nah, nah. And my producer was like, no, nah, just trust me. It'll be good, I promise. I was like, all right. Famous last like, quotes from a producer, trust yeah. me. He's like, it'll be, you know, and I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. We had a good time, but I had to tell Georgia Pryor. I sat down <laughs> sat down with her and her mum and told her and her mum that this is what I actually had planned. This is what I wanted to do for Georgia, but unfortunately we have to do this. And they're like, no, that's okay, that's fine. Like, we get it. It's really cute that you wanted to do that prior, but now you go do this. And then because I had a uproar about it, the producer was like, oh, we'll take you to the romantic dinner at the end. How's that? And I was like, well, it's be- like it's better. It's a final date. But yeah, okay, cool. No worries. Compromise. Yeah. So, that's how that happened. And then that was completely just cut out. Didn't even show it. Why didn't so they show like, the final date? Don't know. They showed the romantic dinner part, but they didn't show the going to the drag show and having fun there they just so nothing really happened like was it a good day so obviously it was a good day yeah yeah i think that was it (laughs) because you know they actually pulled me up on stage i was dancing with the drag queen i was having a good time georgia was laughing they didn't show it you think they would at least just show like a snippet and be like this is what they did in the day now they're at dinner yeah that's how they pinned it to me they're like this is how we'll play it like you'll go for a fun activity then you'll go for a romantic dinner and that's the only reason why i agreed to it not because like i didn't want to but just it's a final date who does that but it's like so narrow-minded of the producers to think like he's bisexual, he's gonna love going yeah. to like. And the that's show. what I was like, just because I'm that doesn't mean I'm you know. I know people that who are in the community that don't even like drag queen shows. Mm. So it was just like, what is going on, guys? It's very like, what are you feeding? Yeah. 
So then, yeah, then we went to the final dinner party and then I got all those questions thrown at me and I was like, this is just too much. Every, the last lot of filming has been me talking about being bisexual and I was like, look, I've had enough. So enough was enough. I told them I was doing it. wasn't playing their games no more. If you want to ask me about me and Georgia, sure, I'll answer it, but the rest do not ask me. And then, yeah, so Tara came in and look, I can't remember, but she referred to me being bisexual like as something to do with Bryce and how he's being treated. What? And I remember just being like- how Wait, how he's being treated or how he's treating Melissa? No, how he is being treated by the cast members. And I was what? just like stumped. Do not put me in that category at all. Wait, I don't get that. Either. If what I could mean? remember. so Bryce it was something was treated like, fine, wasn't he? No, well, I think the way, because come the end, the cast members, we didn't interact with Bryce. Like, we right. didn't really want to talk. The retreat and that. We were all very segregated. We didn't want to hang out with him. We didn't want to participate in anything like that. So I think they were kind of referring to something along those lines. Like, I can't really remember, but she referred to me as Bryce's situation or something. And I remember just looking at her being like, bro, this is a whole different situation. Like, I'm not your guinea pig. And then, yeah, we had this heated argument. Tara stormed off. Like, she was like, fine, you don't want to play? Catch her. And she stormed off. And I was like, you know what, I've had enough. Like, I've just come out on TV. I'm trying to deal with all these questions and you want me to answer these stupid questions. And because in the back of my, the whole entire time, I was thinking, how's Georgia feeling about these questions? Like, I don't think a woman would like to know, are you woman enough for your partner? No woman would want to hear that. So I kept thinking like, you're right, Georgia. Because what you saw a snippet, I think at one point I turned over Georgia and was like, are you okay? After I just annihilated her. Well, what they showed, I just annihilated her. But it wasn't that at all. It was literally because all these comments and questions we were getting, I asked her, like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. And then I remember asking, I was like, if you want to go talk, let's just get up, let's walk away. Fuck these. I don't want to hear the rest of the contestant stories. Like, let's just go talk about our relationship. Let's work this out. She's like, no, I'm fine. Like, I'm fine. I was like, you sure? Because she was still crying. So I'm like, all right. If you said you're fine, you're fine. I can't do more about it. So, yeah, I had this fight with Tara, the producer. Was she, like, yelling at you? Tara? Yeah. She wasn't yelling, but it was just the stuff that was happening. I was just like, what? what why am I getting in trouble? Like, I just don't want to answer being mm. bisexual. That's why they didn't show it because my Voxy, I literally stood there and I was like, yep, good night. <laughs> and they were just like, all right, we can't use this. But I left my Voxy and I walked out and I remember looking at the table and Jewel just crying in front of – Belinda, Patty, and I think Jake, and they're all touching her and they're all like, oh, it's okay, don't worry. And I'm thinking, you just told me you were fine. Like, why are you now crying in front of all the other cast members? And I was pissed off. Like, I ripped the mic pack off and, you know, you're not meant to even do that. And I was like, nah, get this fucking thing off me. <laughs> I'm done. Like, get me out. And then I said, all right, George, you ready to go? And we're walking out. She's like, what's wrong? I was like, I've just had a shit fight. Like, I'm over this emotional. I was like, nah, are you okay? Like I kept, oh, are you okay? Are you okay? That's all I care about. You are good. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, well, why are you still crying? And we're walking down to get to the elevator, like leave the warehouse. I'm like, are you okay? Yep. I'm fine. I'm like, why are you still crying? Like I could not understand why she was still crying. And we hop in the taxi, her mic's off, everything's done. And boom, she lets loose. And she's like, you think you're not good enough for me? Well, I don't think I'm fucking good enough for you. Rah, rah. I'm like, where is this coming from? Why did you not just say this on camera? Like you had your chance and you've just waited. So I flashed back to our first fight and was like, all right, so you've hidden this off camera. Now you're going to hide this off camera. It's not adding up. So when you were asking her if she was okay, she wasn't, but she was holding it all in because yes. she didn't want any of that to be filmed. Yep. 
And then as soon as the camera stopped rolling, she was yeah. like, this is why I'm angry. Yeah, like that poor taxi driver <laughs> would have got the best show ever. Like if you could get that footage from the taxi <laughs> people. You should have got the audio. Like Stefan Hovick yeah. brothers. Yeah, like she just went her. to town. And I remember just looking at it being like, why would you not say this on camera? Like if you want to be real, say it on camera and we can chat about it and we can work it out and we can get through it. Did she say why she wasn't doing it on camera? No, she wouldn't say it. And I even said to her, I was like, I'm f- literally flashing back to our last fight. You're hiding everything from me. Why are you hiding it from the camera? It's like, just let it out, mate. Nah, nah, nah. You're a fuck this, you're a fuck that. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I was like, all right, let's just sit in silence. Got to the apartments, got down, and someone had radioed ahead that I just had a f- big fight with Tara and the producer. So they're waiting for us in the loading dock. And I remember I got out and I was like, I'm fucking like biggest rant. I was like, I'm done. Fuck this. Like, I'm out. I'm done. And Georgia just took off. And I was like, all right, see you, Georgia. And then I literally just broke down in tears to the house mum. I was like, I'm just got all these questions. Like, I'm done. It was literally just like, nah, you've got me a breaking point. I'm done. And then we got to the elevator and Georgia was waiting in the elevator, but the door was closed. So she didn't hit the button to go to the room. She just waited. And the doors opened and she just looked at me like, literally, I was crying. She goes, you getting in or what? I was like, nah, fuck this. Like, I'm done. And I turned to my producer, like, I don't want to be in the same room as her. Like, I'm, I'm not doing this. So, that's why we got separate rooms. Oh, so you actually got separate rooms? Yeah. That night after the final dinner party, we got wow, separate rooms. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be in the same room as her. I was like, nah, after everything, she's just done this in the taxi ride to me. Like, I'm not doing this. Like, she's lying. And I went to town. I was like, she's not been who she is. Rah, rah, rah. So, I put her in separate rooms. And then I had Tara calling and calling, trying to talk to me. I was like, I'm not, nah, I don't want to talk to anyone. You guys are fucked. Final day of checkout. Kept us apart the whole entire day. We were meant to film, I think, at 10 a.m. We didn't film until like three in the afternoon. Kept us apart the whole entire time. We had our phones, but Georgia didn't reach out, nothing. And then Tara came in and we had this another big ass. Like I just broke down again. She apologized. Like everything was fine. We worked it out. And then we went in to film because we didn't wake up together and it wouldn't have looked right for the audience. Oh, so they made you film in the same room, pretend that you hadn't got separate No, rooms. no. So they made me walk in. And we had to address it because it wouldn't have added up or something right, like that. Okay. So I walked in. I remember sitting down and I looked at Georgia and she's like, oh, so you kick it off. And I was like, well, I don't really know what I'm kicking off, but okay. And then I just said, well, why were you crying last night? Like, why are you upset? Oh, no, I'm fine. And I remember thinking, what, what do you mean you're fine? Like, can you answer why you're crying? And she's like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, everything's fine. I'm like, well, why do we have that huge ass fight in the taxi then? And she was kind of being like, oh, no, we didn't. And I was like, oh, hell no. Like, we had a huge <laughs> fight in the taxi. Like, do not start saying we did not fight. And she's just like, everything's fine. Like, I don't know why you got a separate room. I don't know anything. And I remember turning to my producer being like, I'm not doing this. Like, this is fucked. You either pull her into line or I'm not doing it. And then he pulled me out and he's like, well, what do you want? I was like, I need Georgia to sit there and tell me why she was upset and why X, Y, and Z happened. Pulled Georgia out, had a chat with Georgia, came back in, and I go, yeah, so why are you upset? Oh, I was upset because you said this and this. I was like, but two seconds ago you said that you were fine, like just to make that clear. And it was just spinning and spinning, and we just went around circles. I was like, but, you know, if you didn't come home last night, I would be trying to find you. I'd be trying to text you, do anything. You just went to bed. Like we went separate apartments, first time ever, nothing. Didn't hear from you. 
didn't hear nothing. That's how we ended the experiment. Would be frustrating. I mean, the fact that you're living this like real experience and then when you're confronting people about stuff, they're just, yeah. <laughs> no, that never happened. Yeah. And like that's why I was frustrated because I was fake. like, mate, w- what are you doing? It clicked in my head. I was like, everything I've been saying is true. Like you're fake. You're trying to play someone else who you're not. Because on the couch, we had this big chat. I said to her, I said, I don't give a fuck about your glamour side. I couldn't give two shits. And then she's like, oh, okay. And then we actually had a chat because her ex-boyfriend left her because of the glamour side. Oh. Yeah. So this truth started coming out and she's like, well, when you say this, I start thinking about my ex and why he left me and everyone always leaves me because of it. Sensitive topic. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm not going to leave you because of it. I just wanted to tell you that I'm struggling with this. Like if you were struggling with me being bisexual, we could chat about it. I'm just struggling with this 5% of you that I only see sometimes. And when I was saying sometimes, it was because of the Instagram, because of the photo shoots. It's not the Georgia that I knew. And then that was our main topic that her ex left her because of it. And then we literally unpacked that that was why it was such an issue for her. Right. Then they made us watch our wedding day. Yeah. And no one got to see that. So on the couch, you just see me like frustrated, shaking my head, not wanting to speak. But we actually had this big ass conversation. Like I think we filmed for nearly two hours straight just on the couch itself. And then we had to film packing up and leaving. So it was just, yeah, it was God, a nightmare. Like, it's like a whole, your whole story wasn't shown. Yeah, no, the whole, no. Nah. Like we literally did not see a lot of you. It seemed like, mm. I mean, the Beck and Jake stuff was all happening, but I just assumed that you guys were getting along. There was not much to show, but. No, because we even said, that, I thought the same. When we were watching, because we did our letter writing to each other, like I told her about my dad, my mom, all of this stuff. We both broke down in tears reading these letters. Nah, didn't show that. You know, we did all the like the makeout scenes, everything. Nah, didn't show that. There was like some raw footage. Nah, didn't show it. I think they wanted us to be this happy, perfect couple to hide the story that come the end. We exploded and we ended how we ended. And I think that's why we, you didn't see us much. Let's talk about that ending. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. your final vows was uh, by doozy. far probably one of the most dramatic commitment ceremonies we've ever seen on the show. Mm-hmm. So you basically, well, you confessed your love for Georgia. Mm-hmm. She then turned on you and said that you were manipulative and insecure, I guess because of the comments that you'd made about her at that final dinner yeah. party. But then she turned around and said that she still wanted to be in a relationship with you. And then you brutally dumped her back. And then you said that she doesn't know the real you. Yeah. And then you stormed out and left her standing there all on her own. Yeah. Can you talk us through what happened at the final vows? Yeah. So we'll, we'll so tell the lot. real final vows. <laughs> so what had happened was during that week, we separate and we take the time to think, do we want to be with each other? You know, you take that period of time. And you had ended not on good terms. Yeah. So we didn't end on good terms. Well, were we speaking? After we that were. Convo? So when we left the apartment, straight away, as soon as she left the apartment, she texted me being like, I miss you. And I said, yeah, we've got this. We'll work this out. Like, right. you know, so it's just I'll that see one you night. in a week. It was just a one hiccup you night. You sorted out the next yeah. morning. You're awkward. Yeah. So we finished on a Friday. We went to fill up our final vows on a Thursday. But then I deliberated on a Tuesday. So our final vows were all submitted on that very last day of filming that Friday when we right. left the apartments. So our vows had to be submitted, done and dusted. Ah. So they knew who was staying, who was going, what was happening. So we submitted ours. Come the Tuesday, I went home, did my deliberation. And in that moment, I was like, you know, yep, I love Georgia. 
I've realized what I've been doing is self-sabotaging, like the glamour side, all of this. And then I got a call or something. Georgia was texting me in between. We had this huge fight that whole week. She was like, you're not at the farm. I was like, I'm, I'm literally at the farm. I've just filmed my deliberations at the farm. No, you're not at the farm. Like you're online. I know you're rah, rah, rah. And then I got told that she had flown to Brisbane. She needed time to think. So our final vows got pushed back to the following Monday. So that's why Beck and Jake took our spot and you got the pink roses. Beck was saying that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Beck and Jake took ours because Georgia was having second doubts and she wanted to change her final vows. So we kept getting pushed back. She kept putting, you know, and that's when the beautiful video was made. And then she went to Brisbane, had her time. And what I actually, I think I still got the messages somewhere. I text her this big ass message. And, you know, you're not meant to communicate whatsoever during that week. And I was like, look, I'm so sorry the way I treated you at the final dinner party. I regret everything. You know, I'm invested in this. I've just learned that I've been self-sabotaging because I'm scared and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't hear anything from her. Didn't hear a word. And then we got to final vows and she walks in and she's just looking at me like she had this cold look on her face. I was like, all right, this is not going to go good. And I read mine. I tell her I love her. And in that moment, she just looks at me and she's like, oh, okay. Yep. She goes, well, can I hug you? I'm like, yeah, of course you can hug me. Like, everything's all good. And then, boom, hand goes on her hip and she starts reading her final vows. But I knew straight away, as soon as she opened her mouth and read the first line, I knew that wasn't her vows. Like I knew these weren't her vows. These weren't her words. What do you mean producers had written them for No. Her? So- Prior to us leaving the apartments, Georgia was writing her final vows, right? And she would make comments to me being like, my final vows are going to be better than yours. And I'm like, okay, no worries. I said, look, it's not a pissing competition. Like, vows are vows. You're meant to write how you feel. She's like, no, no, but on the wedding day, like, you made everyone cry. I need to be better. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. So she'd be writing her vows and she'd be crying. And she's like, and I'm like, why are you crying? Shit, what's wrong? She's like, oh, no, my vows are just so good that it's going to be great when I read them to you. I'm like, yeah, okay. So I knew she was saying yes kind of from just that. Like she would run around showing the producers in the apartment and be like, read my vows. How good are they? Like they're going to beat Liam. But then in the apartment, Beck came over one night and Georgia and Beck started watching last season's Married at First Sight final vows. And Georgia watched Stacey's and I don't know her husband's name. <laughs> Their vows. And you know how Stacey was so brutal at the start and then she goes, but however, I want to stay with you. So, Georgia was watching that and then we went to our final vows. So, Georgia went inspired. hard. Yeah, she was inspired. Like, she <laughs> wanted to be the next Stacey kind of thing. Like, she went hard. And I started hearing stuff like what I sent her in a text message is what she put in her final vows. So, like, the self-sabotage, she had no idea about that. It was because I said in a text message. Oh, so she used your so stuff. So she used my said. stuff that I'd saying in a text message to her between us in the final vows. And then I started thinking, no, hang on, these aren't your words. Like, hang on, Copyright. What? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, hang on. Yeah. And I started thinking, what's going on? And then she's like, you know, you gaslighted me, you humiliated me, you belittled me. Like, I'm thinking, just, just over the dinner party? Like, what? Like, I've taken our whole entire vows as the whole entire experiment, not one dinner party. She's like, yeah, you've done this, this, and this. I mean, the dinner party was harsh. The comments were harsh. But comparing that to Michael Goon and what Michael Goon did oh. to Stacey during the time, like he cheated on her. He was like sleeping with other people. Yeah. Doing- 
Yeah. God knows what. Yeah, so I know I what you mean. It's like, not really – doesn't correlate. No, it doesn't. Like, I thought she would just have a chat. Like, we could have just worked it out. Like, not to come to final vows and bloody ro- – like, if she wanted to roast me for it, cool. That's fine. Like, I get it. But you'd think you'd take your final vows a little bit more serious if you really want to be with someone, as that's how I took them. So, she went to town. And then I started thinking, I was like, no, you didn't write these. These are your mum's words. Like, this is your mum through and through. Like, I know this straight away. Oh, so you think the mum wrote that? Yeah, her mum did. So, it's been confirmed. Like, Georgia Who? told me. Oh, she told you? Yeah, she told me. So, at the reunion, when- which we'll get to this, oh, God. she told me her mum wrote her final vows. Oh, wow. That's and juicy. Yeah, there's so much juicy stuff. <laughs> but, so, anyway, so she did her vows and I started pulling away and I'm thinking, you just told me that no one loves me that I don't deserve to be loved, blah, 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 all this stuff. And we actually stopped and I pulled back and I asked her, I was like, well, can you please explain how I gaslighted you and how I did this, this, and this? And she couldn't. She just sat there and she's like, um, um, like no word of lie, sat there and could not speak. She gets on the speed dial. <laughs> yeah, she's like, mom, what did you think when this was happening? <laughs> she couldn't. I was like, no, no, please, like I'm happy to talk about this, but can you please just tell me how I've gaslighted you, how I've done this so we can work this out? No, nah, couldn't tell me. I was like, all right, no worries. I was like, well, let's talk more about this because this is not the Georgia I know. And this is what you heard in some of the edits, me saying, well, this is not the Georgia that I know. And that's because it wasn't her vows. And so we actually spoke for a good hour in between. At her- the final vows. Yeah, so at final vows, when she finished her vows, I pulled back and we spoke for a good, I'm going to say an hour. And we went back and forth. And I was like, but this, and she went back. And I was like, well, what do you want to do? And she goes, oh, well, the ball's in your court. I said, no, like, if you want to fight for this, let's fight for this. Nah, ball's in your court. And that's when I thought back and I thought, nah, you want me to end this so you'd be heartbroken. And I was like, so you don't want to fight for this? And she threw her cards down. Nah, ball's in your court. I'm like, no, it's a two-way street. Like, when you see me actually walk off, when I was trying to talk to Georgia, my producer came in the background and he's rolling his hands like this, like, doing a hand roll and I'm thinking what the fuck like I'm trying to talk to Georgia and do a side eye to be like what's happening and he's waving to me and I'm thinking all right so I said oh look I need a break so I walked away to clear my head and I've walked out and he's like mate wrap it up like just end it with her wrap it up she doesn't want to be with you we can tell she doesn't want to be with you like wrap it up and I'm like oh okay like all right they're like, hey, we're on a schedule here. Yeah. We're paying for, for, so for like, camera crew per hour. Yeah. So when you see me walk I can't off, they told you to wrap it up. That was an actual like first walk off. Oh, so the walk off they showed at the end where you walked off and she was left there. What that you was came the back? First, yes. Yeah. So I walked away oh, because wow. the producer was doing this role thing, and I didn't know what the fuck was going She's on. So I was like, look, I need five minutes. Give me a sec. And I said that to her. I said, just let me go clear my head stormed off, walked off, and I had a chat with the producer and then I came back through the door and walked back in and I was like, well, what do you want to do, Georgia? Like, I, I don't know what more I can do. If you think this, if you feel like this, what can we do? Because I knew in my head that if I just copped it and I said, yep, yeah, no worries, we would have went back to the hotel and we would have had a big fight and we would have ended it there and then. So I was like, well, if you don't want to fight for this, like, there's nothing else can do. Like, let's just call it quits. Let's walk away. Let's be done. She just looked at me. And she's like, all right, then. Like, if that's what you want, let's do it. I'm like, well, I don't, but I want to talk to you. So, there's no pushing it. And I was like, all right, fine. Let's just call it what it is. And then did you walk off again? And then I walked off again. I said, that's it. Like, see ya kind of thing. And then, yeah, 
walked off. Why do you think they showed the first walk off and not the second? Don't know. I think maybe they wanted better. to show that because it was better walk off or something. But yeah. So yeah, and then she walked away and then obviously we were separated straight away. And I actually stayed there for a good maybe half an hour, 45 minutes and so did she. And we were just separated. And I was like, how can this happen? Blah, blah. And I had everyone come up to me being like, that was fucking brutal what she did to you. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I even had the big bosses come up to me like, are you okay? And obviously how they've edited wasn't half like we knew her vows, but we didn't know she was going to be like this towards you. And I was like, oh, well, thanks for the heads up. Like, But then they've edited it completely, completely in her favor. Completely in her favor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the whole entire time, even afterwards, they're like, we're going to show this side, Liam. Like you're good, you know. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, there's nothing to show. Like it's this what happened. But yeah, her edit was just neck level. So they actually gave you that reassurance of like your edit's gonna be fine, and then yep. they still like fuck you over. Yeah, even at the reunion, other producers come up to me being like, "Oh, we've watched your final vows. We've just done the edit. It's fucked. What she did to you was fucked." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, yep, yep, yep." It's making out like you know you're good. Don't worry. I'm like, "Yeah, okay. Well, there's nothing to worry about because <laughs> what happened happened." And yeah, it played out like that. But you know, I called her out on multiple times, being like, "That's not your vows, mate." Like. And they just showed snippet pieces. And that's why I was like, I know this is not you, Georgia. I even said to her, I know the real vows you were going to write, mate. Like, you were going to say yes. You were going to stay. You were going to say how much you cared about me, blah, 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 blah. And then you see her being like, oh, but I love him. I'm like, well, if you love someone, why the fuck are you saying that? Didn't make sense. Yeah. Like, I thought- There's like one or two instances at the very end. Like, if you had more time, you probably would have worked through them. Oh, yeah. We would have worked through it. Like, I thought the dinner party could have been resolved between us. Like, I thought, literally thought she was going to come to final vows and be like, yep, we'll get through the dinner party. We're all good. Yep. Great. But it was the whole, like, you don't deserve to be loved after she knew my whole entire upbringing, the issues out of face. And she's like, you don't deserve to be loved. No one loves you, blah, blah, but I'll give you a second chance. I was like, mm-hmm. what are you giving me a second chance for? Like, yeah, Kayla, fucked up a dinner party. But what you guys didn't see in my final vows, I apologize for that. Like, I told her that I apologize. I wish I could take it back. Obviously, that again didn't get shown in that whatsoever, and that was the end of us. It's crazy how much they edit and like manipulate what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's like yep. they just pick a really small snippet and run with it. Yeah, and that's what they did with Final Vows. Oh, actually, what happened was when I was getting ready for Final Vows, my producer was saying to me like, "If you hear her vows and you don't like it, you can leave." And I'm thinking, well, "What does that mean?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, if you just hear it and you don't agree, you can leave." So they almost wanted you to. So they were kind of like saying, like, because they knew I was going to stay. And they're like, but you know, if you get up, then yeah, you don't like what you hear. (laughs) You have the option to leave. You don't have to stay just because you wouldn't stay. And I remember asking my producer, I'm like, are you telling me that she's leaving me? And he's like, look, I can't answer that. I just want to tell you that you can change your mind whenever you want. Why do you think he was saying that? Do you think they didn't want you to stay together? Uh, I think my producer had my best interest at heart like i think he knew what was coming and i think he was kind of being like if you don't want this and you hear the harsh truths you can check out and you can leave basically yeah giving you the rules of like just because you've written stay you don't have to actually stay i was just like okay so i knew going in there something was coming Mm. now before that happened so at this point you had no idea that that video had been made no idea when did you find out about that I found out about that video, I think January. Before the reunion. Before the reunion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
So let's talk about that video. Mm-hmm. Well, that video. <laughs> I think everyone wants to know about yeah. that video. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Liam. I definitely enjoyed speaking to him, that's for sure. This interview was so long that I've decided to split it into two parts because I didn't want to deprive you guys and leave anything on the cutting room floor like those crack smoking producers. I will bring you part two next week. Same time, same place. And the plot thickens quite a bit during the next installment. If you thought Liam spilt some tea today, you ain't seen nothing yet. He has barely even begun pouring the kettle. We turn the dial up past boiling point and pour the entire contents of the kettle out as he goes into detail about that homophobic, fatphobic and racist video his co-star Jason Engler made about him. Liam also reveals what went down in the lead up to the video, how he felt after seeing it and who has and hasn't apologised since. He does not leave a single drop of water in the kettle, not even a smudge of condensation. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please do God's work and share it with a friend or two, or show me where you're listening on Instagram so I can reshare your post. While you're there, click follow in whatever app you're listening to this on, leave a review and a rating, five stars only, of course. And if you want tea poured into your cup multiple times a day, follow me on Instagram at SoDramaticPodcast underscore. We're also on Twitter at SoDramaticPod and Facebook at SoDramaticPodcast. And of course, the infamous Facebook cult at SoDramaticPodcast community in groups. I've also left a link for the Patreon in the show notes. Make sure you check that out because on Friday, I actually dropped bonus audio from my chat with Amanda Mikulov's ex-girlfriend, Lana. When the interview ended, me and Lana kept chatting and she actually dropped her hottest tea yet. And luckily for me and for you, the tape was still rolling. They say the devil works hard, but I definitely work harder for you guys. So that little gold nugget is on Patreon now. Go and check it out. And if you haven't already, make sure you go and listen to my chat with Lana. It is a doozy as well. I will be back in your ears on Friday morning with our normal juicy jam-packed episode. And it is another big one. Because I skipped last week to chat to Lana, I did miss our usual gossip episode. So I've got double the tea to spill this week. Do not miss that. Then again on Tuesday, I will be back with part two of my chat with Liam. Busy, busy, busy. Goodbye, good riddance and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. Oh my god. Oh my god. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.